Hockey Central at noon is Hockey Central at any time you want it to be. When you subscribe to the podcast at iTunes or with your favorite podcatcher, Sportsnet 590 The Fan, on demand. Going in for the shot, the shot, he scores! It's game day. Austin Matthews wins the game! Getting you set for the Leafs and Ducks. John Tavares with a hat trick! This is the Leafs morning skate. Mitch Marner snaps it home! On Sportsnet 590 The Fan. It is indeed Leafs morning skate. Sean Mathias, Mike Zigamanis, Jeff Blair. Ahead of tonight's game between the Leafs the uh, Anaheim Ducks just awful any of you guys see anything that uh, 9-2 or the whatever it was 9-3 shellacking that the Jets I saw some of the goals it's tough when things aren't going well you're trading guys you gotta remember now what's coming up in a couple weeks trade deadline oh you know that are you talking baseball with Gibby I don't know if you okay you can turn it on quick yeah, and you don't know what's happening, right? Yeah. And it's these guys, you know, some have played there for years, and when you don't know what's happening with your future, it's tough to play. Look what's happening in Columbus. Yeah. Same thing. How do you – guys, we'll get to the Leafs in a minute. A lot to talk about, obviously. But how do you come back from a loss like that, Sean? It's tough, but you try you try to forget real quick, but I'm sure they're going to do some video. I wonder if the coach would do video. There's been games like that where you go in the next day and you just totally scrap it, and you go in the next day and – Coach is losing his mind on you. So as a player, it's tough. You just want to get into the next game and, and try and forget about that last one. Short-term memory, yeah. mm-hmm. Jeff. Short-term good what's athletes. Worst, was, what's the worst loss you've been part of? We lost 9-1 in an exhibition game in Florida against the Panthers. I'm only, this, I'm only saying this because... This is when you were with the Leafs? I was with... Uh, who was it with? Carolina. Carolina. I'm only saying this because I had the only goal and I was plus one, I think. <laughs> you were plus one. Yeah, you were plus one. That means you did not get on the ice. If it's 9-1 and, and, then, and you were plus one and, and I got sc- the only I goal. Scored the, and then I got sent down the next day. Understandably. Because you're smiling on the bus after That's the game. That's right. <laughs> oh, yeah. I got my guy. Yeah. 9-1, <laughs> Sean. Have, uh, have you been part of any... The toughest, like that. oh yeah, toughest one I ever had was in the Memorial Cup semifinal game last year, junior. And we lost nine nothing to the Oof. Kitchener Rangers. Biggest game of your career, and we lost at that date, and it was nine uh, nothing shellacking. So it was it was tough. What uh, now? If you're the Leafs, you know the, the old story: a team comes off that type of a loss, you expect them to come out and be aggressive. Yeah, yeah. Do you really? This team's lost what seventeen of nineteen as well. Like, do you honestly expect the Ducks to come out? Or if you're the Leafs, you know, what's your approach to this game? Well, from what we've seen, you, you've seen them play the Tampa Bays and the Washingtons. Then you've seen the Detroits and the Floridas and the Arizonas. Mm-hmm. Any team can win on any night. Everybody asks, oh, what do you think? To, any team can win. In a game like hockey, your goaltender can steal any game. It doesn't matter what lineup you have. If your goaltender comes out, they can steal any game. Um, this is another good test. This is one of the consistency issues I see with the team. It's come out against these teams that aren't in a playoff position. Don't show them any mercy. Don't go into the game. I'm going to throw my stick on the ice. Oh, just another Monday nighter. Let's see what they have. This is These are the games I want to see them win, and they need to win them different ways. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about this. We don't just want to see high-flying offense. You might need to win one of these games, one nothing, 2-1. That's 
that's what we need to see. Sean, I think Anaheim's going to come out real good because they're going to they're going to get yelled at at their coach. They're pissed off. They're upset about that last game. But at the same time, if the Leafs to come out hard, and I think they're a team that they're weak. They're there's not a lot of structure in their game right now in Anaheim. And if you get on them early, I think they're going to fold. And this time of year. You know how it is. If you're behind and you're not in the playoff, you're either that team that's going for it or you're that team that just really falls off the wagon. Right now, Anaheim looks like a team that's just they've fallen completely off that wagon. Do well, te- well, teams really play down to the level of another team? Like I, I've always found that kind of hard to believe that you would. Uh, it happens at every level. It happens okay. when the 12 year olds I coach. It happens at UFT. Sorry, boys, but you do it too. It's just like we're, we're playing Ryerson. I wasn't at the game. We're up 4-1, and I'm watching on my my cell at a Leafs alumni game in Belleville versus the Canadians, and we won. So um, you took an alumni game. Instead of your, your coaching job, you went I, to the alumni game. I said it was before the, the schedule came okay. out. Jeff, right. thank you for pointing that out. Okay. Now the AD is going to be calling me. That's fine. Athletic director. I, I'd know what an AD is. <laughs> and... We're watching, and it's just one of those things. It's like you get up in a game, and you don't play the same way you did when you get to that 4-1. And that's it's a it's something that plagues every team, good, bad. And it's the top teams, the Tampa Bays, mm-hmm. um, the Predators. That's something that doesn't really seep into their game. So that's one area with this Toronto Maple Leafs team. They need improving. I played for a lot of teams that were always just missing the playoffs or close to the bottom of the league, and... I mean, you're fighting for your job for next year. You're trying to show what you can. So if the Leafs take a team like this lightly, which they have in teams like Florida and some mm-hmm. other weaker teams and been up for the bigger teams, but I think they're going to run into some trouble because these are there's young guys on that team fighting for their life for next season. And, and you know, and, and one of the things, too, I mean, Anaheim is a pretty good location. If you're a hockey player, I would think if you're... Laguna Beach, if, sign me up, Jeff. Yeah, really? I was on my email you know, there, my agent. Hey, how about somewhere a little warmer? Well, there are some places, because I always think, you know, okay, yeah, guy's going to work hard because, you know, he wants to stay in Pittsburgh or what. Pittsburgh is a bad example because the team's good. But Anaheim would seem to be one of those places where you would be motivated oh, it, to not be it, traded from, no, and from I, Anaheim. I'd have friends on the team messaging me, oh, I'm not getting uh, my 15 minutes. It's like when you're taking your dog for a walk... Yeah on the beach and it's 90 degrees outside like open your phone up and check everything everything's in order like life's pretty good jeff in laguna beach well i know the guys in like la they have like a beach volleyball team so they go after practice and play beach (laughs) they do marty mcsorley practiced with my junior team when i was 19 the kingston frontenacs he took the suspension for the two-hander on uh for sure yeah and uh he would say it he's uh, we played beach volleyball Every day, guys didn't golf. Right, you played beach beach volleyball. Sign me up for that too, Jeff. Yeah, that's actually not. You look bad. like you'd be a good beach volleyball player too. What's your vertical? In Florida, that's why you think I stayed there for five and a half years, battling doubt to stay in the sun. It's beautiful out there. What's your vertical, Jeff? I have no vertical. <laughs> I'm too old to have a vertical. <laughs> and when I did have a vertical, they didn't call it vertical. Um. All right, let's talk about uh, Jake Muzzin. Um, obviously, the big story going into the resumption of the, the Leafs schedule. Uh, what have we seen from him through this he's, first he's, few games? It comes as advertising. He hits. He's throwing the two hardest hits. I got the crowd going, yeah, all, sure. Leafs player all year. Yeah, but here's the thing about the hit. There's a guy that goes and runs around and goes for <clears> these <throat> big hits. He doesn't run around. Mm-hmm. He's in his spot. 
He knows the flow of the game. He knows what needs to be done. But when he hits someone, he either, one, separates the puck from a player, or two, it's to gain advantage in a game. He's not just going out to hit a guy to get the crowd in it, to get his team in it. He's a smart player. You've seen with Riley, I think they're really well together. I don't think it's a big issue that they're the same hand. Mm-hmm. Um, one advantage, and I know we've talked about this, is you do get that one-timer out there, which I, I love. Because now you can see Riley kind of uh, goes across the blue line. Mm-hmm. You can you can tee it up now. You don't have to get it, kind of skate in. But neutral zone transition, it's a little bit tough. Defense is getting on his backhand, and the breakouts can be challenging. But... He does what he he does what they brought him in to do. He's a stay-at-home, tough D-man, tough in front of his own net, good below the hash marks. Can he's got a little bit of offensive upside. I think we'll see as he gets more comfortable with the system. Yeah. But he's he's doing what they brought him in for. Yeah, I thought he was really noticeable against Pittsburgh. Like just really. Hey, he's a big guy, so he's not it's not that you're not gonna notice him. But I, I just I was watching that game and I'm thinking that's that's kind of the, you, you could you could almost look ahead to the playoffs and, and you could see that sort of a game being played. But when you're a player coming against the Leafs now and nothing against this group before, and uh, Kadri had a little bit of it, but when you're coming to play this team, you're not too worried about getting hurt out there right. or you're going to get a big hit or somebody might grab you, uh, maybe outside of Kadri. But now when teams come and play, now they have Muzzin, and mm-hmm. trust me, he's on the radar. And Sean, I. You know when you're playing against teams, right? Like it's, you know when there's a tough defenseman on the ice. You know when there's a Wilson or a Reeves. You prepare differently, do you not? You do. And Muzzin, I thought he played great. Like you said, he had some good hits. The crowd got behind him. You heard Morgan Riley after the game talking about how the fans were uh, reacting to it and it got loud in the building. He had some good, he had a really good stick in that game. He made some great plays. His shot's tough. And you mentioned uh, the one-timer option. You look at the Hyman goal, that's kind of how that whole play mm-hmm. created. He came, he walked out, he was setting up for that one-timer, and it gave Morgan Riley that space to skate down and get it on net for an open Hyman who's battling in front. So I think he gives a lot of good options for the club. He's a good player. They re- He's got 212 points in almost 500 games. It's a good good amount of numbers for a, a 4 million defenseman. Right, and, and I think, you know, guys talked, I think it was, was you that was talking about walking the line the last time we were, yeah. we were in here and you were talking about how he's very good at that movement, sort of that parallel movement along the blue line. And we saw in that how that opens up the door for a guy like, for a guy like Riley. And it is, it's something the Leafs, the Leafs really don't have that one-time option a lot, do they? Like we saw Travis Dermott scored a goal in a one-timer more or less as well. But they really, that's kind of something in their game that's been missing, I think. Having five left-handers, it's okay. They still need a right-handed defense. Yeah. Maybe they're not well, They're not going to get a one through four. Is it a, Zaitsev right-handed? But a five, is Zaitsev in the lineup? <laughs> we'll talk about that later. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Um, it's a five. Five, six, seven, eight defensemen. There, I still, they still need it. It's mm-hmm. something that has to be addressed if they want to take this team to that next step, and that's the next uh, addition they need. But how about Sparks in that? By far, his best game of the season. Hey, look. I mean, we, we we've broken it down in this show before. He looked. A lot more composed than I've seen in the past. He looks seemed to be moving more confidently. 
He's he looks yeah he was he looked in better shape he looked more athletic he looked like he was challenging shooters he was playing the puck well that's something that probably stood out the most to me and that matters a lot when you get a guy that can play the puck behind the net it gives guys confidence mm-hmm. right well it gives you, you an extra step too well, when you play against yeah. a guy like Mike Smith. How tough is it when you're going to dump a puck in or you put something on net when you know that goaltender can play a puck, but if he misplays one early, it's, it's uh, you know, you're kind of licking your chops and, you know, you see a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel where, okay, let's put this puck on, let's put everything at him, let's get him handling the puck, and you're going to create turnovers. Yeah, you're taught as a player by your coaches when a goalie has the puck to force him and get on him. And, but when you're playing a guy, even Carey Price, I mean, they're great goalies, but when they can play a puck and get it up to the transition game, it makes a big improvement for the players. Forwards love it. And and another part with, with Sparks is that it's tough when you fall down too early. It's tough in net when you give up too early. And he battled. He made three or four huge stops, not getting it to three. Because once you get it to three and you have Pittsburgh and they're playing well, it's I don't want to say it's over. But it's it's close, Jeff, and it's he he stood in net. He played well, so yeah. you have to give him credit. People have been on him. He's too far in his net. He doesn't look like he's ready. There's no confidence. There's confidence in him now. Well, let's face it. It was, <clears throat> you know, that home game against Pittsburgh early in the season when Pittsburgh beat them, that uh, and beat them handily, and it was a completely one-sided game, and that kind of set the template for what a lot of teams tried to do. <clears throat> me to beat. To beat the Leafs, and uh, you know that's why I was watching that game against Pittsburgh, thinking, okay, this is a team that that has had the Leafs number, and as I said, maybe played the best game against the Leafs this year of any opposing team early in the year, and they got up, and I thought, okay, this is this is not going good, but yeah, credit Garrett Sparks. It was wake up time. You got the first one. You get the long break. You're going to come out flat. Fine, Detroit, brutal game, brutal first. Then you get Pittsburgh in here, and they've played games all week. Mm-hmm. They get the couple early, and then it was like, okay, alarm clock goes off. It's time to play hockey again, guys. Like, there's no more, uh, you know, dipping the toe into the water. And that's the kind of Leaf team we need to see. And like we talked about, the, the consistency, this is a, a big piece of them moving forward, is trying to find their game. They help not having Malkin in the lineup as well. Well, that yeah, that needs to be said. That's... That's an option. That well, the Leafs didn't have Tyler Ennis in the lineup. There you go. Uh, Marlowe, Matthews, uh, what did you make of that sort of them being reunited again and, 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 and the work they were able to do? They, um, I like my, the, the Tavares-Marner pairing is just, it's, it's too good to keep them apart. Mm-hmm. It, they, they look too good together. Knee, Nylander, okay, are we hitting Nylander right now or are we going to hit Nylander after the break? You can do well, Nylander now if you want. Okay. He didn't play well, I didn't think. He, he's, he's still not there, but it's a lot better than what, what I've seen. Even last game? It's, yeah, it's, he's, he's working a little. You can see it coming. I he, thought he lost every battle. Yeah. Especially in his own end and just didn't look very interested. He, he maybe lo- lost some battles. Yeah. He, he didn't get his shot off a couple times, but... He had his I, chances. Yeah, I can just see it's it's coming, right? And it's it's just show you care, and that care is coming back. 
So I like what I've seen last couple, you know, last last three games, I'll say. See, I thought going up to the I'm the exact opposite. I thought he was almost turning the corner before the break. Um, you know, the, the puck wasn't going in the net form, but he, he was noticeable. He was working hard. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I... I it, it's not great, and it's not the player that I said I wouldn't trade for anybody a year ago. Um, but it's it's tough when you give a guy a young guy in his third year a big contract. Well, you mentioned him caring. Yeah. And like, how do you care for your players when you're not scoring? You finish your checks. You're responsible in your own end. Short shifts. Get pucks in deep. You don't turn pucks over. And Saturday night, I thought he did all those mistakes. He had his chances. He had a couple good chances, good looks. But when it was in his own end, as soon as the defenseman pinched on him, Straighten up. He wouldn't be battling for that puck, and pucks are staying in. And then he turned around, and he's looking at his face. You're like, where's his confidence? You can just see it. He doesn't look like the same guy. But if you're going to show your teammates you care, go out there and make a big hit. Do something you're not normally doing. He's a skilled player. Get the team some energy. We talk about Muzzin giving the guys energy and all this big contact. Well, if you're not playing well, and you know it, you're trying to get in the lineup or you're getting scratched or your puck's just not bouncing your way, what do you do? You go, I'm not saying go fight, but you go make a big hit, block a shot. You look at Marner. There was one shift. I think he slid three times trying to block the shot, and he had two of them. The crowd's going nuts. They sound very into it, and that's why the, that's why Toronto loves Marner because he's playing hard both ends of the ice. He's a 200-foot player. Nylander, it looks good when he gets his chances. He's around the net, but when I look at him in his own zone, you can't put him on, on the top six playing against other top players in the league when you're going to be that irresponsible in your own end and at the lines. you got to get the pucks in. Yeah, I, I agree with a lot of that, especially when you're a goal scorer and that's all you do and you can make some comparisons to Patrick Laine in Winnipeg and what do you have, 25 goals in his first 30 games and he's had two in his last 20 or whatever right. and he's getting down below 10 minutes a game. It's it's very difficult. You You have to bring something else to the table and I agree with that. What this city loves is players that play with passion. Like Marner. Mar- Marner's a good example. Um, and it's when you come out and show that, and I think Janssen's a really good example. Kapanen's a really good example. How do you think they, Kapanen is with uh, Matthews? How- I like Kapanen and Matthews. I wish they would have never broken them up. Um it's not that he got slighted at all. And if I'm a player and I have that start, well, first I start on the bottom six and then I get a chance to play with the franchise player and play really well. And then I'm stuffed back on the bottom six. It's, it can be difficult whether a player wants to admit it or not, or say anything. And we know guys aren't going to say anything in the room. It's, it's a little bit difficult. So I like him with Matthews. I'm uh, Matthews is one of that, those guys that, he doesn't need to play with the top offensive guy. He he needs guys. Here are the most the two biggest things for Austin Matthews. One, he needs guys to get him the puck. Mm-hmm. So that includes that's not Kapanen. Though. That that wow. in, that includes Kapanen doesn't pass it at a top six level. No, but that in, let's, let me hear me out. That includes speed, putting a team back on their heels, and going in the corners. He does all three of those things. And another thing is a guy that just goes to the net. And it, it's you don't see it on TV, and a lot of times they don't get rewarded. And Hyman and Brown fit into those spots. But last night, you, see, you get to see Hyman rewarded in front of the net. But that was part of his whole 
shift and the shift before. That's that was the fruit of that, and Whoa. that's what you need. And it's, I love the speed of cat. I, I just it but changes you know, the it changes. Look, but last Mike, night. Fur, further to Sean's point, the thing, the reason I like Marner with Matthews is I I I, I just think Marner is more is better able to find Matthews more often with a pass than Kapanen is. Well, we bring up, like, speed to the net, and Babcock, he likes having two guys to stay together, two skilled guys and a hardworking guy. When I was with Babcock, like, that was my role. And in Detroit, he has Allocator, Helm. Mm-hmm. Here he has Hyman doing that with Tavares and uh, Marner. He's going to the puck. But you brought up Matthews. He doesn't need that top six, that top guy passing the puck to him, but then he said he does. JT, I don't think, does. He's played in in Long Island for how many years with guys that weren't up to his skill level. And He's he made, made a lot of guys good. a lot of money. A lot of money. <laughs> a lot of money. You can ask pretty much all of them, right? Yeah. And then, but now we're talking about Matthews. I think he's the opposite. I think he needs that top guy to play with him because he's got that release. I don't think you want a guy like Captain skating the puck and being one and done every time. That's why I don't like him in the top six. He's a great third-line player. He can put guys on their heels, get them out against those deep pairings that aren't in the top four. Maybe you're right he's playing against top line guys he can't be skiing as fast as he can every time it looks great but he's going down there and he's trying to make a chance puck goes in the corner then they're back the other way you want a guy like marner who's circling up looking for a delayed matthews coming down the ice so he can use that release that's what i think anyways and in patrick Liney's case like he's the same way he needs a guy to pass him a buck austin matthews is not just a shooter i see him as a shooter second i I see him more as a playmaker. I really do. He, 40 goals and then he, how many assists each year? Yeah, less than goals. Yeah, even take away the assists, take away the goals. He changes the game. He He's changed power plays. But he's a he, shooter on the power play. Yeah, no, he shoots, but he he's changed the way the game's played. And it's not, you can't just credit to him being a goal scorer. And um, I the the issue when you get when you put guys with your franchise players or your best players in your team, and now you can go to McDavid. When you get guys like that and Matthews and Crosby, and I played with Crosby, when you put players with them, you don't want to put them with guys that are they feel they have to get them the puck. That's the biggest issue. Well, you had Dreisaitl with McDavid, and Dreisaitl does have a good season last year. And when he has his good year, that's when they make the playoffs. He had 80-something points, gets his big ticket. And then you're talking about, like, Matthews. But you he just had Nylander last few years. Nylander's nowhere to be seen right now, and that's the guy they paid to give him the puck. Yeah, no, no, I agree with a lot of that. But w- when you're trying to put players with your top guys, it's challenging. And I saw it with, with Sidney Crosby in Pittsburgh. They're tough because they want the puck all the time. But he I think was, he's different than Matthews, though. Yeah, Crosby. I just... I'm not, I'm not saying they're the same player. I'm just saying when you have your top players, you have these franchise players, the McDavid's, Crosby's, Matthews, you put players with them, Jeff, mm-hmm. and you just, it's, it's, they try to make the extra play or they try to get rid of the puck when they should hang on to it. They're not playing their game. Marner's an exception. He knows that. He makes very good decisions with the puck. He makes decisions I don't even see when I'm watching the game. But he's one of very few. So you got to be very careful. And Kapanen, for what he makes, how long he's been here, the speed he brings, he brings the crag, Jeff. Crag. It's in, and he's got offensive upside. Hmm. He can find Matthews. He knows when to find him. He can finish. 
He does a lot of good things. Um, we're going to take a break and we come back. It's offside, onside. I'm going to throw it in your court this time. You just love... You, well, know, what, I know you, you know what I'm going to call you? Betty Crocker. You love stirring the pot, eh? I'm going to throw it in... God. <laughs> By the way, I wish I'd thought of this, but Stephen Trevally on uh, Twitter says to tell you that at our age, all we measure is our horizontal, not our vertical. <laughs> Let's go to break. Which is very good. We'll be back with more of Leafs Morning Skate on Sports at 590, the fan. As an unlicensed doctor, we suggest a prescription for one of our shows. Sign up for our free podcast at iTunes or with your favorite podcatcher. Fake doctor's orders. Sportsnet 590, the fan on demand. Now, back to Leafs Morning Skate on Sportsnet 590, the fan. Offside. Well, guys, five minutes each for fighting. Or onside. My goodness. Whose side are you on? Hey, get off my back. All right, let's go. All right, it is that time in Leafs Morning Skate, offside, onside. That get off my back is still on there. Is that yours? It's me. Uh, hey. Well, I was going to let you, a lot, right? I was going to let <laughs> you off start back. offside onside but uh, Sean Mathias came in it, loaded I for bear I did it once today, and he jumped so. on my back for never What? I'm never, I'm not doing the offside onside well, again. What Sean's going to do cuz Sean's got something he wants to say. All right, offside onside. Yeah, offside onside. What do you you got something in Carolina your Hurricanes? Yeah. Celebration. Oh, home celebration. What do you guys think? Well, what do you think? You got to say first. I love it. Beauty. I absolutely love it. So I'm onside with it. I'm 130% onside with it. I Beauty. mean, I heard, I heard Brian Burke criticize it. And Hates as I it. said, I much prefer Brian Burke as a TV analyst than a GM. But um, I, I'm sorry. I just can't. Uh, I have no problem with that at all. Good God. I mean, if they, you look at the issues in the NHL, the Carolina Hurricanes postgame celebration is, is not up there. I, now, if somebody wants to do away with the skate by, the glove tap, Get how rid about, of that. How, how about a little more? How about this, Jeff? What? How about if the Toronto Maple Leafs did it? Ooh. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I I would be in favor of that. You know, as opposed to just the stick raise and let's get let's get off the ice. No, I mean, what do you think? <laughs> do you think it's offside or onside? You're we're all. I think we're all on the same side. I'd here. like you it. played in Carolina. I played in Carolina. Listen, we need we we love the fans. We need the fans. It's great in Carolina. Um, I, I love Justin Williams, known him my whole life. Uh, you know, he's he's being a leader there, captain. Um, they're playing way they're they're playing way better than people expected them to. There's more fans because of the post game celebration. I know people that go just for that now. It's that and the hockey game. So I do I do like it. I understand what, you know, the people that don't like it. It's that old school. Yeah. You don't, you know what I mean? It's, it's. Get out of there. They're, they're, yeah. the, they're the same group that says, you know, the playoff format, Jeff, how mm -hmm. the, the idea, which I like, is that the top team gets to pick who they play in the first round. <laughs> the old school thought is like, no way, not happening. And they're the same people that are saying no to the post game celebration. And I get that side of the game. I get it, but I'm on the other side. I like fan engagement. I like excitement. This uh, And both of those things would be 
great for the game. Yeah, and you know what? Look, if the fans like it and they appear to like it, they appear to get involved in it. I just I, I don't have any I don't have any problem with it. I like I just don't well, about- I don't understand if the players don't mind doing it and the fans like it and the coach doesn't mind it and the general manager doesn't mind it and the owner actually encourages that. If well, the fans fine. love it and it's marketing in the game, especially fine. in a place where in Florida I play there quite a bit, I've seen more fans there after the game, like you said, waiting to see the celebration than I've ever seen when I played there. And that, what, we're just going to get rid of it because it's not something that they were doing 50 years ago. It's not, the game's changed now. It's, it's and, a younger player's game. And it's a team it thing. Everything. It's the yeah, whole team. Who cares? I love we, it. We yeah, did I, it. I, I, I'm, maybe I'm a little different. We did it. I played in for the Eurogarden, Euro Stockholm in the Swedish Elite League, and we would do it in the playoffs. We did. We came out three different times, Jeff. Mm-hmm. We did it after the, a game. We did it after the game. Right. So the the other team leaves the ice. We do our cheer, and there. If you think the Carolina Hurricanes, that's nothing. We do some crazy stuff in Europe. We do the one, then into the room, and no one left. Carolina, half the building leaves, three right. quarters. In Sweden, they don't leave. We go into the room. It's so loud. Manager makes us go back on the ice to do another celebration back into the room once it dies down. And then I had to go out in my runners because <laughs> half the building wouldn't leave. Yeah. So if you want to talk about the one celebration, how about three curtain calls? Yeah, I just, I, again, I get off my lawn. It, yeah. In this case, please come onto my lawn and do your Nordic, <laughs> do your Nordic. The, 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 the duck, duck, the duck, duck goose thing was, I mean, some of it, some of it needs explaining, which I would would concern me a bit. But other I'm than not. That, I'm not on board with the duck duck goose. I am on board with everything, but the duck duck goose. I mean, I like Sorry. the wave. I like the title. Wave. Sorry, Mister Williams. Do whatever they want. That's what I think. I'm even worried about it. I, They're having what? fun. The fans love well, it. The team loves it. Well, what did but. you What did you think about? Uh, so you got a couple former players go in there, and they mock the uh, Hurricanes uh, and the fans. Uh, was Lind- it Elias Lindholm? Lindholm. Yeah. Great. Mocking them. I love it. I, I don't know. some excitement in this game. No. So it, cookie that, cutter all it the was time. Just go. Yeah, it was just a, it was a little too much for me. It was a little too much for me. I well, just, well, what do you think when Domi's making fun of Matheson for not fighting the, the night before? Is that too much when they're mocking him? I don't, you know, I just you, don't think you mock mocking, fans. Now yeah. you're mocking the fans. Yeah. That's I, the, I, it was a team and the fans. Well, and maybe was, the fans will get behind that and start booing him when he's there and get it even more energy going in the building yeah like why is it always negative let's look at the positive like if you come into my rink and you're going to mock my fans someone's going to come get you probably not me because i wasn't fighting too much but i'm not going to like it no one's going to like it fans aren't going to like it now you got a whole building that hates what one or two guys yeah maybe we don't agree with that guy doing that because oh but it's more passion there than ever before to me the perfect the perfect thing this year was austin matthews in chicago Doing the I can't that hear you to great. the crowd, and that then Patrick great. came came back and did it. That's and then that, he and then he smiles, and then he smiles, smiles on fine. the bench. Yeah, that that's, is great. Like that's all around great. I don't even think what Matthews did. That was just a big celebration. Like I, I think I don't think it was. I've seen a lot worse. The, as long the, as you, if you're not showing up, your teammates. This is where I draw the line, and you, you guys play. Don't show up your teammates. Don't show up the fans. 
I'm, I'm on board with both of those. That's all. That's but all like the, I'm about. The only, okay, you want to talk about celebrations. The Ovechkin stick on the ground, it's too hot, was a little too far for me. <laughs> I like tremendous. I love my cellies. And believe me, when we do, I go on for UFT, we have a skills in the morning. Uh, we start, we no, I'm, we work on the cellies. That's what we do during our skills hour okay. at UFT. Just thought I'd throw that out there, Jeff. All right. Um, cellies are important. Okay. I want to go back to this debate about the lines. Um, but I want to kind of take it in a different in a different direction. We spent a lot of time, obviously, talking about Matthews, Marner, Kappen, and Tavares. I thought Patrick Marlowe played maybe his best game of the year against Pittsburgh. He absolutely dominated Sydney. And as a matter of fact, Sydney said after the game that that talked about being dominated in the faceoff circle by Marlowe, who ended up I think he he basically replaced Matthews in the faceoff. It, yeah, when you're struggling, it's it's nice when you can have a winger to come in. And you see it a lot if a guy's on his strong side, he takes it on his back end, then when he goes to forehand, he usually gets a winger to go in. Mm-hmm. But if you're struggling, why not send your winger in? Or what I like is to take it a step further and really try to push the limit on getting kicked out, and then your winger come in. Okay, explain that. Well, you, there's rules in hockey for face-offs. If you're in the end zones, you have the chevrons, your feet have to be in, your stick's got to be in the little white thing at the bottom of the circle. Mm-hmm. Um, home team has the advantage unless you're in the end zone, uh, defensive end. And if things aren't going well, you should try to get kicked out. Push your limits. It's You cheat, Jeff. There is that. Do you understand that yeah, now? I do now. Now I get it. <laughs> I was trying. <laughs> Can you expand on your answer? <laughs> You guys saved every soundbite. Yeah, we have. We've saved every clip. Um, <laughs> and it's that's what you want. You want right. to try to push to the limit. Then you have your winger come in. But now if you have Marlowe and he's hot, but back to Sidney Crosby's comments, I agree with him. It's uh, That was a face-off game. And if yeah. you look at the face-off standings, and I was a face-off guy, um, he, the, if you have the puck more, you're going to win. But that's uh, the face-offs is another analytical thing to me, and you know me and stats. But there are certain games that face-offs matter, and that was one of them. Yeah. Just when you get goals off the face-offs, Crosby's one-timer, uh, Hyman in front of the net, you, you know, it's a face... It, Can, it, it, Sean, is, is it possible for a team to get... a team or a player to get on a roll in the face-off circle? I can ask both of you guys that. Does that happen? Do guys get on a roll in the face-off circle where you're just you're going to win? Well, you, you know hope what they do against Boston because they're a team that kills everyone in face-offs. Yeah. That's Ber- true. Berger- it's good to know they have Marlowe now that can step in there if Matthews Ber- is struggling. Mm-hmm. Bergeron's good. He was He's one amazing. He was one of the best. I I struggled every time against them. He I don't think just, I've ever beat him. He he was he was good and it wasn't it wasn't a skill thing. He he really just wanted it more. Do you That's know when you're say. going good though? Like in the circle, can you is it is it that oh, yeah. the type of thing you do, Sean? It's a game sure. within a game, right? Yeah. Yeah, when you're feeling it, you got a guy's number. You just keep going back to the well. You just keep doing the same thing and then let him adjust. And then you make the adjust. adjust, adjust. I can't even speak right now. But, uh, yeah, it's it's when you're feeling it. But when you're not feeling it, that's the worst. And against a guy like Bergeron, he'll just light you up. I've started games down 0-4, 0-8 in Boston. And you just you got to climb. And like I said, it's a, it's a game within a game. Mm-hmm. And you got the linesman and... You know, you're going up against your center. You, you, you know what a guy does. You know if he comes in with strength. You know if he's got quickness. And I would work with draws a lot with Crosby and Pittsburgh. Um, I played with him the year after he 
was getting a lot of heat for not winning draws. We yeah, were, there was a year where he was... Uh, 2007, right. 2008. I yeah. played 2008-9, and, and to his credit, you got... I think they took him off face-off duty that year, as a matter yeah, of fact. Yeah, it was that, they? It they was that bad. They took him off. Yeah. But you got to remember, this guy's got, like, the gold medals. Right. He's got the scoring championships. Like, look at all he's done. And he's on with me at an hour before practice sometimes. Hey, can we go out and work on draws? And that's why Sidney Crosby is great. And going out with him, I was we were on the West Coast trip, and we had a, a lot of off days, and he's like, okay, hey, let's... Let's go. What do you think of this? What do you think of that? And I'm like, how does does this guy really care about yeah. draws? Like, that's my job. But this guy's got 100 points a season. Does it really matter? But that's why. That's what makes him the best. And it like, well, it's yeah. And and the thing about the Leafs in that in that game, Sean, that I, I the game against Pittsburgh, Mike Babcock's talked a couple of times about how this team sometimes has a tendency to chase the game and. and I got the impression of the third period that they they weren't chasing the game, and a lot of that comes from dominating the faceoff circle, doesn't it? It just does. I mean, you have the puck, you're not chasing the game, you're controlling the game. I thought they had a great second period that looked like they found their legs finally from uh, the big delay they had. What they had eight, ten days. Yeah, yeah. The Detroit game was awful. Yeah, that was second just period they looked game. great. Third period, I thought they came off, came out well. They, Murray made a couple big saves, and then it turned around. But when you have Big guys winning draws. You know, he had the goal. I haven't thought the depth has been there yet this year. Mm-hmm. And one of the goals was from a draw that the shift before he lost a draw there, they had some chances in the next shift they scored on a, another lost defensive draw from the GOAT. But they need depth guys there for those. Because you don't want your top guys always to be taking defensive end draws. You want right. them in the offensive zone. You want them to go out when they can get an icing or take advantage of especially home ice. So it's, it is something that... They got to keep working on moving forward. Yeah, you don't want to wear down your best face-off guy all the time. Well, that's a it's a debate. It's or would it, you rather have him out there? Well, here here's the question for you: Do you go with your best face-off guy percentage on the year? So, if you had me in your lineup, Jeff, would you put me out? Or when though? I need more Craig. Or <laughs> you need more Craig out of your players. Yeah. Or do you put a guy out? What um, draw? Or you put out? Um, a uh, Janssen, who is five and zero in that game, do you put yeah. your best guy out that night, or do you put your best guy in on the season? I always err on the side of the higher sample size. I'm going with my guy in the season. That's what most that's what most co- good coaches do. Would you, what would you do? Would you go with your guy in the season, or if you've got a guy who's five and zero in a game, do you go? Yep, you're going out there. I'd let him keep going. Why not? He's five and all. Okay. So you, you like your guy? The he. That's so. But there's there's just two. He's obviously going awesome. out there because the other guy's struggling. It's the hot hand versus the cumulative. It depends and what draw you're taking too. You, well, like you can't just okay. say any draw. D, D zone. D zone draw. You one want minute. a bottom six guy that's winning draws, so, which they yeah. don't have. And that's a unless that's, it's Kadri. Yeah, that's a and that's a big question, right? It's that's what I was saying. The goat. He loses one. They put him out there. I watched Babs change lines. He put him up against a bad matchup. They get stuck in their own end. Then he does it again, and then they score. But I, and I thought that here's, was supposed to be his one of his strengths. Well, it wasn't working. Here's my defense yeah. to Mike Babcock. Mike Babcock is putting Gochi out there in those situations. He's putting the fourth line out there in those situations to see what they can do. There have been there was the game in Tampa Bay where the fourth line was out there at the end of the period. Right, and everybody, all the fans, arms up. How can you put your fourth line out there? 
Mike Babcock knows that he needs to know what he's got. He knows his team's going to make the playoffs. I know it's not a foregone conclusion, but they're going to make it. What do you have? And he needs to know that now because if these guys can't do it, he's got to bring and they got to make guys that can bring them into the lineup. So that's 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 that one of the reasons they went and got Lacanitz last year, right? They need a fourth line guy. They need some more depth there. So he needs, Mike Babcock, he knows, he does a lot of things. He knows who to put out at the right time. He knows who to put in the lineup. He knows that his team needs to improve every week. These are what great coaches do. Um, You know, your John Woodens, your Bill Belichick's Mm -hmm. in the most boring game I've ever seen in my life. I love that game. I... Good defense. Jeff, no one's out there to watch a 13-3 to ball I, game. I was. And I will say this, though, okay? What? As a coach, yes. But did you even recognize what was happening yeah, in the game? Yeah, because I was listening to Tony Romo, and he was <laughs> – I said, he Tony, was solid. I, yeah. you know, I would, that game would have put me to sleep. But having Tony Romo sort of let me know what was going on, I thought it was fascinating. He does an unbelievable job. Eh? He really does. It's amazing. I didn't have the volume on, but I was watching. What were you listening what, to? Yeah, I was listening to hockey games, getting ready for today. I, I missed the game oh, wait, Saturday, yeah. Friday and Saturday. Did you watch the whole game, by the way? Yeah. What were you doing in the second half? Somebody told me you were doing something in the second half. Oh, I was playing darts, yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, still, the game was still on. Guy? The game was on, yeah. We were, oh, Jeff, geez. now that's your, all the other ones oh, were I love darts. Dar- darts could be right up. You'd have, no. the, you, have, you, have, you have the VO2 for darts. Oh, darts are tremendous. You ever go to, I, one of my bucket list things, I want to go to like the can Alley we, Pally in England and go and see the darts. Can we put a dartboard <laughs> yeah. in the, Seriously, in the, can we put a dartboard in the studio? Is that great. against the. Uh, we could go dressed as bananas. The guys that go dressed as bananas. <laughs> see darts. Anyhow, I'll take you on in the game. I I said we I take you on in the game. I you know what doubles game you and me versus uh, Stelic and who are Savard. No, yeah. I'm I'm not playing tennis. <laughs> tennis darts, and golf. Tennis so and dart, golf. We don't do so darts. It is darts would be good. I'm I'm in for that. Can we get a dartboard in the studio or no? No, they won't let us have sharp objects in the studio. <laughs> um. So there you go. Uh, we've solved all the least problems, such as they are. We've agreed that Mitch Marner should be playing with uh, Austin Matthews every shift. Yep. And uh, What did we agree on? That Marner should be with Matthews every shift. I want him with Tavares. I th- we were outvoted. Oh, I didn't realize. I didn't. This is, a, this is a democracy? I thought this was a... There's no such thing as democracy. <laughs> <laughs> I got a lot of heat for my tweet today. What tweet? That, um, make it bo- quick. Well, both teams, uh, it looked like both teams in the Super Bowl yeah. were playing like the winner was going to go to the White House. It's actually not bad. <laughs> uh, for sure, it's actually pretty good. We might save that. For Sean Mathias, Mike Sigamanis, I'm Jeff Blair. Thanks for joining us on Leafs Morning Skate. Uh-